We at Time to Rebuild would like to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. At the YMCA Rebuild, we're in the business of reducing recidivism in Victoria, and in no way do we condone criminal activity discussed in these episodes. We support victims of crime and are committed to creating a safer community. You ask me the questions and I'll talk. I think you've been yelled at a few times, mate. That's a really good point that you make because we're, this is what this podcast is about, is giving that little side. You're, you're going you're gonna to do things that are compromised, maybe the values and morals that you were brought up with, or maybe they fall right in line with the values and morals that I was brought up having. Um, my focus is just focusing on what I'm going to do when I get out. And all the stuff that you mightn't have thought of that mm. goes on in the prison. Yeah, like how many alarms get set off when you walk in with Mick Cronin. Cronin. Mark Wilson. How are you? I am very good. Yourself? Yes. Nada, doing well. Doing well. Another season wrapped up and done. Yes, yes. And we're still here. And so, yeah, it's uh, season four. So. I know. I'm, I'm excited because statistically, podcasts only last seven episodes. So <laughs> to get to, uh, we're up to episode 26 now, I'm pretty happy with. 26, he would have taught, huh? Um, but no, nah, it's been good. And I've, um, it's been a um, a good season as well. It's been um, really interesting interviews. I think we've branched out and learned a lot, you know. I think it was a pretty educational season. Um, yeah. I, I felt anyway. I'd, I feel it's the most diverse season we've had as well. Yeah, it definitely is. God, mm. I think we've hit, we've ticked that box. <laughs> we didn't set out to do it like it just kind of organically happened, didn't yeah. it, with, it, with how we kind of... Um, got our guests yeah which is probably interesting for the listeners and how we do get our guests sometimes you know like it can be through contacts friends or we kind of will you know write our list up of what we feel we want to talk about and who them people are and then we uh then we send you out and you stalk them for two weeks that's it and once they get the restraining order i come in and (laughs) sign the deal Uh, no, we don't do that at all. We do not do, do we don't stalk people. Uh, we generally then just go and through, get through a connection. So it can be, yeah. it's quite exciting, isn't it? Sometimes when we, you know, for me, I think as well, I know for you, when we kind of go, okay, what can we get to talk to that person? Yeah. And then we go, okay, well, who do we need to get to to get to him and uh, or her? And, and then we yep. just go about it. And, and I think this season we've been um, supported. And that's a big shout out to people that do support us because there is people that support us to get our guests. Yeah. You can't just do this on your own. You need mm. to have people that can, uh, can, can connect you and so forth. And I think then the great thing is then connections stay. Um, and then they become the connectors. Absolutely. Yeah. And to be able to like just take some time out of the week and sit down with people for – you know, hour, sometimes two hours, yeah. um, and just have a conversation about our sector, yeah. um, which really involves everybody. You know, if you live in the community, then this would probably be an interest to you. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and we'll go back to what we said at the start. Like, we learned a lot this season. Yeah. Like, and I love, that's what I love about it as well. Like, we never come on here pretending to be experts in anything. You know what I mean? We do work and we know a bit about what we do. We like to think we do. Yeah. Um, but we certainly don't want to preach that, you know? Um, what we do want to do is probably raise it or, you know, challenge things and, and put things out there so it can kind of get people thinking. But everyone has an opinion. And Absolutely. People don't have to agree with what we talk about or what other people talk about on this one. But hopefully along the line, it can, you know, stop someone in the tracks a little bit now and again and go, I never saw it that way. Mm. And if it mm. does that, I think that's, the, that's, that's you know, a really good, you know, thing for us and I think good for the podcast as well. So yeah. that's why I kind of like this season because I thought we had some many, many moments like that. We were like, wow. 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. I would never have known I've had to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this episode is extra time, and for those new listeners that uh, that are coming to us this season, which is it's been a good season for new listeners. Um, this is probably a good episode to start on because we kind of give a wrap up of each episode, what we got out of it. You can go back and pick pick the ones, cherry pick the ones that you think uh, would be of interest to you. So, yeah, and episode one, we started off really strong. Uh, with women working in prison, and that was released on International Women's Day this year, but actually recorded on International Women's Day last year. That's right. That's right. We 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 uh, we had all the good intentions back then of doing it, and mm. we we actually recorded just on the day they were having um, you know uh, an event in the prison that day, and one of the guests, I think Dr. Sarah Gray, she was speaking uh, at that event. Great speech that people said, but we um, we were facing the challenges of getting the approvals. <laughs> Of all that said, so that yeah. was back in the day when we thought we could do everything quickly, uh, and then we realised we had to go through a whole process. So we held on to this great episode, and it mm. came; it still stayed really relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we thought, well, we, you know, it's not often that you can match a, a recording and getting it all out on that day, but we were able to then to go. Well, you know what? Why don't we just release this one special out? Um, while we're waiting to get the rest of the the ones finished and recorded and and, and form part of that season. Yeah. Uh, and then on that episode, we have Dr. Sarah Gray, Dr. Fiona Murphy, Shannon, uh, who is a clinician in Ravenhall, and also Jess, who is a corrections officer. So four different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Very different perspectives as well. But I think the what we wanted to actually really do there was um, was really give people an insight into, a, you know, um, what it's like for females working in a prison. Yeah. But also, you know... Um, because I think it would be interesting for people, and it just kind of broke down a little bit of that, you know, um, it, curiosity of what it would yeah. be like. And I think they were they're so diverse in their career pathways, um, and such and so strong in many different ways mm. that I think it really just shone a light on you know the great work that females are doing behind the walls um, and how they're forging careers as well. And we talked a little bit about some of the challenges and, and some of the things they face, but but generally it was really about their roles, what they do, yep. why they got into them, why they chose their professions and how they've forged and how they've forged careers in that. And yeah. and, and for Shannon and Jess, how they are looking to forge more careers because they were starting off quite early. Yeah, yeah. What, what I get out of that is, you know, like it's a challenging job. All four of those positions that those, those women hold is like quite challenging in their own right. Um, and to hear that the extra stuff that they have to go through on top of it. Yeah. Uh, I really, yeah, and stuff that me and you, um, and from the male perspective, wouldn't understand. No, I don't have to go through it to that extent, yeah. and and it shouldn't have to happen. And we don't spend lots of times on it, but it does. You know, it, it was it was really good to be able to ask the questions, yeah, and get that perspective, and and get it from um from from people that have been in the industry for a long time, especially if you look at Sarah and. Uh, Fiona, who had been, you know, pretty much working in the industry for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, great episode, really strong. And, and um, and yeah, I think everyone that listened to it was well-received. And I think having female voices on the podcast for us was one of the things that we really wanted to do, yeah. um, whether it was females that were incarcerated or females in, in the industry, in, in working in the industry as well. So I think this was a, a great episode. It was long overdue being released and we were excited to, to share it. Yeah, absolutely. And then brings us to episode two, which was the LGBTQI community in the prison. And we had our guest, uh, fan favorite, Noah. Yes. Uh, who was, at the time of recording, uh, he was serving time in prison, uh, but has since been released. 
correct since being released and and we've been you know in communications with him and met, you know chat to him on numerous occasions stay tuned uh for for some of the stuff that he's doing but great but yeah love that episode yeah yeah um, that was one that you know um we originally interviewed noah for a different episode because it, i think we make reference to it in the podcast yeah because i know some people reached out and said when did, what, did i hear him before i was like no yeah that was just because we interviewed him in a prior one we sometimes do recordings and in the prison we'd recorded for different episodes and one of them we were doing we were floating the idea of jobs and stuff in prison we actually interviewed him yeah. uh, in that section didn't we and um it came very clear to us very quickly um um that he was someone who was very interesting has very um very articulate in, in, in how he, you know, the issues he wanted to talk about. And we felt there was more than, than just that episode. And we never really released that episode. We didn't really get the traction we wanted with it. Mm. Um, but we did then know that we could um, do a different episode and one that was, we felt far more um, interesting and far more um, important to the listeners. And, and, uh, and we got Noah on to speak. And it was, uh, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he's definitely, he's got a really interesting uh, perspective uh, from his position in there. And he was doing great work as well. And hopefully that, you know, he's passed the baton on to someone that continue the great work in there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that it would have left a, left a, a big uh, void since leaving. But um, it's really cool to see as well what he's doing now. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll share it. Um, stay tuned on that one. But yeah. Do you know what was really interesting? That one was I felt that we had a lot of like them aha moments, like it was yeah. like you know being um, a gay man in a prison and how he was going about it, like and how he was you know interacting with other prisoners. Yeah. And um, sometimes that wasn't a bad; it was a bad interaction at the start. But because of who he is and what he kind of felt was the right things to do, he he continued to 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 kind of have them challenging conversations yeah. and in them challenging conversations became, they, they became educational to the other prisoners. Um, and yeah, it really shone a light on, I think we spoke about it, like how, how he was, you know, how he was being accepted there yeah. and able to have these conversations because he had to, because people could not, you can't get away from people. You got a captured audience. Yeah. So you're there again the next day and the day after and the day after, whereas in the, we were talking about in the community, you can walk away. Yeah. So I think the, the big takeout on that one was like, you can learn from the stuff that's, that's being done in the prison and maybe in the community, you know, we're a little bit behind yeah. sometimes and you never would have taught that and we never even entered into that conversation ever thinking that until yeah. we kind of stumbled across it as true Noah talking. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well what, what blew me away was having to come out twice, you know. <laughs> so, like, you may have come out on the outside um, and, and, you've been, and you've been fine with that. But then you've been thrown into a prison environment, which he referred to as hyper-masculinity. Yeah. Uh, which was a great term. And... and He's going to have to... Uh, rookie. Rookie mistake. Phone phones up. on silent. I was, oh, that was me agent. Oh. <laughs> you could do better. I, I, I'll just... I'll get back to that later. He's always at me. But, <laughs> but uh, with him, you know, like you might not feel comfortable in a hyper-masculine environment to come out. Yeah. Um, but he goes, yeah. So it was like, you know, for some people... Uh, you know, they don't come out in prison for yeah. that, for that exact reason, uh, which I found really interesting. Um, and that he said, you know, he knew of 
of just a select few of people. Uh, but statistically, there should be a lot more, um, you know, in the yards and everything like that coming out. Yeah. And he, like he's now in the community, he's released, doing great stuff, which, you know, um, we can give you a little bit of a snippet that we, we, uh, we, we will be talking to him again because mm. um, we want to do that kind of follow-on yeah. um, uh, episode yep. so that we can actually, because his episode was so enlightful, like it was so enlightening. His episode enlightened us so much that, you know, it was only start of a conversation. Yeah. And one of the things that resonated with me at the end was when he was talking about like, when if you're from you know if you're Aboriginal or if you have you know from different cohorts or cultural backgrounds and so forth, when you're released, you have a lot of services there to support you um, and to help you upon that reintegration. Um, but for the LGBTQIA community, it, you know, there's what's there. So that was one thing that really left me thinking about. I want to ask that question again and I want to see what is that. So mm. his experience now in the community, he's been in the community for a while, is something that we were going to revisit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that will be another interview that we'll look to do and I think we'll learn a whole lot more about um, what it's been like for him and his community. Yeah, yeah. And nothing warms my heart more than someone that with lived experience then getting into the community services sector to help out other people upon oh. release. Love that. He is, uh, yeah, he's one to watch. Mm. Um, yeah. Brings us to episode three uh, with former assistant police commissioner Stephen Lean, uh, which for me, very insightful, uh, you know, to have a police perspective, especially someone with such a such an experience of 40 years in the force. Um, I, was, I was blown away with, uh, with his take on things as well. Steve is great. You know, mm. he's, he's a, a good, great person, very generous with his time, very generous with, you know, um, sharing his story. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we've always, again, we wanted the police to yeah. get the police, you know, on at some stage. And I just think for someone like to have Stephen's kind of um, insights yeah. and just overall experience, of what he's done in the police force, but also what the police force is doing and the challenges of that. That was great. And um, yeah, he stepped us through a little bit of his early days. And then he also then talked about the work that we were, he was doing like, and the police were doing in the communities in, in, and especially around the um, African communities. Yeah. Yeah. At a time when it was quite heightened um, quite, you know, media was quite, you know, uh, pushing. It was the Moomba, right? It's all around that. And um, so he spoke a little bit about, you know, the ways and that, you know, to engage them communities and the ways they went about it. Mm. And, and just working with youth in general. Mm. So um, fantastic. And then, you know, this is a guy that was, you know, in the control room you know, for force response for, you know, Bourke Street tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I think, like, uh, for me, like, I, everyone knows where they were when they first heard that that news. You know, I I was actually running sports and rec in the prison and then obviously not having any phone or communication on when I was out to my car, I got in, I turned the radio on, I heard it and it was such a, like a shocking thing to listen and to be in his position to witness and be in control of it all. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting story and he's yeah. got an interesting one to tell. Yeah, I was, on, I remember I was going into the city. Mm. At that time. Okay. Yeah, with my kids, family, we were going to a um, production, a show. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, as we were going in that day. So yeah. we got in there just after. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it's, you're right. People do know because it was such a such a tragic tragedy, such a yeah terrible event. But yeah, yeah, to have someone like Stephen come in and, and share um, his work, the pressures of that work, you know what it does, you know what it's done to him, and 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 now his work outside afterwards, yeah, and him as a person was so generous and and uh, so uh, insightful. So yeah, we were very lucky to have that. And I think with that episode as well, you know, and what he was what he was talking about in it, and like police are human beings. I think there was a real connection, which I don't know if we made at the time, but, you know, when a person gets released from prison, they've got a label on them. Yeah. But also, police have a label on them as well. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. So, I think um, I think that's something that they share, uh, you know, with, with the community in general. And the biggest takeout for that was that Blue Light Discos <laughs> are still on the go and popular for, <laughs> uh, for people over uh, certain ages. So... That's that's the big one I took away from it. Oh, I cannot wait. It's, uh, <laughs> They're looking for doing some live MC for live one MC. of mate. I think you're in for it. Your golden voice, mate, would be beautiful. I'll be the DJ. You can be the DJ. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do security. That's it. That's right. Stick with us. We'll be back after this short ad. Okay, we have our man down on the ground again, Mick Cronin, looking for sponsors. Mick, where are you? Mag, I'm in Sovereign Hill, Ballarat today, panning for gold. I can find not a shred of a sponsor anywhere up here, mate. And actually, I've got about enough gold that will probably do one toot. I'm out. Keep looking, Mick. Back to the episode. Um, and then, so then we, so then we moved into um, the next episode, which was one that we were, you know, um, looking to do for a while. Um, and and I think when when we're very, I suppose we're very aware of our role and our responsibilities and what we do with the podcast and what we speak about, um, and really we want to create that 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 platform for you know special specially experts special experts. Uh, we want to create that platform for people um, who have the specialized expertise expertise in these spaces and. Um, one of them was it was obviously we wanted to do an episode talking about you know the African community um, and you know the good work that's been done there. Not always you know talking about the the bad stuff that you see and we obviously know media representation is you know can can lead it one way. Um, so we got to talk to Ahmed Hassan and Hannah Hersey and Ahmed is the the, the young Victorian of the year. Um, and someone's got a very high profile and, you know, from a very young age um, and does incredible work in the community. And then Hannah, who's just an absolute, like, star in his community, like, just just an underground absolute force of nature, I reckon. Yeah. And how he works and how he goes about it. Um, and that was just an incredible conversation. Mm. And they both, sorry, they both obviously um, work for Yay. Youth activating youth, so we had a we had a great chance to sit down and talk to them. And we we didn't know where that would go. Most no. of our like to give people an insight, we don't come in with like heaps of scripted questions. Yeah. We come in and we ask, we start a conversation, and we see where it goes. And 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 it seems to be it seems to have worked yeah. okay for us so yeah. far. We probably will come unstuck <laughs> at some stage, but 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 what came out of that? The biggest like there was loads of crazy moments and that, but the one that I think I know I'm sure it was wondering for you as well was that we started talking about lockdown and COVID. And then we started to talk about like when they shut down the, you know, the the um, commission flats. Um, and that was in, I think, Flemington and all your areas. And 
Hannah was underground walking at that time and uh, and Emma was recovering from COVID. Um, in hospital. Well, in hospital yeah. and in the community. And then just hearing that and just hearing it from Hannah, just detailing what they were experiencing, what the people were experiencing there and the impacts it was having, the trauma it was having. Um, it was like, like it was just one of their moments where you're just listening there, just going, I can't believe like this was going on. Yeah. To this extent, you obviously knew a bit, but you never knew that deep. Mm, mm. So that was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I, I was blown away because if you're only getting your information, I mean, I only knew about it, what was happening from the news. Um, and then to actually hear like a first, first, uh, first hand experience of what was actually going on was was crazy and and to Hannah's credit as well he could have sat there and just and rambled off all the negative things that had happened but he when he was reflecting on it during that episode he was talking about how proud he was of the young people in his community how they were standing up yeah you know and they weren't saying oh no someone else will do it and everything like that they were they were standing up speaking to media you know doing all the hard like hard work getting donations and organizing it all and that was all through young people uh so i was i was like the way both of the both of the guys speak is it was really it was, it was a conversation that was meant to go for an hour we ended up having to make it a double episode <laughs> we did yeah. so good and i'm so glad we did as well and, and like you know i always speak so um always so clearly and 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 he's so articulate in, in the work that he's been doing um over the years with yeah and being the you know co-founder and and now like you know continue to champion that you know um it was just it was just really great to hear their approach to it um how they go about you know supporting their communities and you know the ongoing work that needs to be done you know and and good work yeah like let's not all forget to like, let's get some of the negatives out there as well like these people are doing amazing work there's people on the ground every day and I mean every day seven days a week. Um, who are committing themselves to making communities better. Yeah. You know, making people have opportunities to be better themselves. And should never lose sight of that. And we should never always get caught up in the fact that everyone is, you know, just rampaging and it's all, you know, negative and, you know, it's, you know, everything you hear is yeah. what's happening because there's so much more behind it that you never hear. Yeah, exactly. That is happening twice as much three times four five times as much as the negative stuff and that's the good stuff yeah so yeah. that was um fantastic talking to them to them two gentlemen and again you know um we'll continue to to talk to them and and, and hopefully you know we'll you know probably work together in some capacity going forward as well so uh leading on to our last episode which was a host takeover where me and you uh sat in the hot seat and uh, got grilled by our two guest hosts, which was Sorte and Rowan. Um, Sorte and Rowan obviously work for Rebuild uh, and are great colleagues of ours. Um, and I was so proud of the boys um, in doing this because I remember asking them, hey, what are your thoughts on you guys hosting? And uh, like immediate reaction, they were a bit unsure and everything like that. But um, but they took it, they took it like a duck to water uh and uh they were really good and and just i really liked it and i said this in a post i think i really liked it when 
I could both like I could see it click, and it was about five minutes into the episode, uh, or into the conversation we were having, and you know the shoulders just drop and they relax, and then they go, oh, this is this is literally just a conversation that we're having, um, and I think little moments like that, um, you know, little moments of growth, yeah, uh, is really that that gives me a kick anyway. Yeah, that was good. That was enjoyable. It was different, you know. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we said, oh, you know, you think oh, this would be good for when we do it this way. And then you're kind of in the seat and they're asking you questions. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> Can I answer these now? Uh, so um, I think, um, yeah, you're right. Like anything else, if you stick two people in front of mics and say, are oh, you going to host a podcast? And they've never done it. And we didn't, and to be honest, we didn't have much prep. Like, we, <laughs> did, like, we just said, nah, just be fine. Like we normally do. And yeah, there was a couple of minutes and then suddenly they were in. Yeah. And then after that, you know, you know, they were like, they were asking questions off the script and 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 so forth. And I just thought they did a great job of it, and um, it was a great experience. I did when I I don't listen back, like you do all the like you do all the, you do all the editing. Yeah. yeah. So so you're sat there listening to a lot of the you know conversation anyway back. So you get to hear it. I don't I don't hear any of these episodes, mm. and I don't ask you anymore. It's been since we did it at the very start, and I was like. I, can't be bothered really you know i trust in what we're going to do and you know um it's another hour to listen to it and then it comes out so i've stopped doing that and i've gone okay i've put all my trust in you to edit them um and you do a fantastic job and you put them out and then i listen to them on the day so i don't remember sometimes yeah yeah like my memory's not as great as it used to be so it's i don't know no i don't like i'm <laughs> like I, i'm and i'm glad that you're wearing your name badge around your head <laughs> does that really helps me every week um, but I, I don't so like when this one came out you know you said you listened and go oh it's a great one I was actually like oh god what did I speak about yeah like did yeah. I go here did I go there you know and then and then I listened to it I was like ah oh, yeah that's pretty pretty good yeah like I was really proud of the episode and really um, like they did a great job and and uh, I think the conversation was good and it is um, yeah it was nice probably for people to hear air kind of backstories you know to a certain extent of what we spoke about so that was really good and something different yeah yeah, and then yeah, we did obviously reflect on our on both of our careers to like to this date, me, you know, in community services and stuff like that. And I think um and that was good, it's kind of therapeutic as well. And it's something that we get from the young people in in Rebuild that we've interviewed on the podcast before. A lot of them say after we've recorded the episode and we switch off the microphones that how therapeutic it was. It was really it was really nice to um, tell their story, and I think um, I, that was the first time I kind of experienced, you know, what they what they uh, what they've been through. Well, we ask them to we ask them a lot of questions. Yeah. They talk very detailed about their life. They have to, we you know, sometimes it makes them quite vulnerable. You know, they have to be vulnerable to answer them sometimes. So, yeah. I think for us to, you know, to kind of demonstrate that back a little bit, we probably had to, didn't we? Um, which I think beforehand we were a little bit unsure. I was like, how much are we going to go into this? And how much yeah. do you need to know? And how much do people need to know? And and so forth. But when you're in there and, and they're asking, then you just kind of, you know, just yeah. answer as best you can and just kind of be as, you know, as vulnerable as you can and, and give whatever information comes out. And, and then hopefully when you, you know, as I said to you, you're at, you make sure you edit this one good, all right? <laughs> so. But you raise a great point. Like, I, it gives me more... Um, more of a better respect, I guess, for the guests because, like, it is hard to sometimes, like, you think, you know... Should I say this? Should I say this? Should yeah. I say that? Yeah. And then if we reflect back on all 26 episodes, we've had... I can't think of a time where a guest hasn't been vulnerable. No. And I can't think of a time where a guest has kind of held back in a way. And that takes a lot of guts. Uh, I, I found it 
really challenging and I thought it was going to be quite an easy episode to record but it definitely it definitely uh it definitely was a challenge mm. um and that, that was just like for I guess us personally um to be vulnerable like that but uh no nah, it was a very very fun episode it's good very... it's good fun and it was lighthearted as well and it yeah. was you know and um and like and as I do for every like every season like I kind of like always sit in awe of how you wedge in something sporting that you've done. And yeah. I think there was, like, I thought we might go this whole season, but <laughs> I think in the season four, in the, when we spoke to Ammon and Hannah, you did wedge in something to do with playing basketball. I did. So, I, And people are starting to understand <laughs> that I am probably one of the top tier athletes in Rebuild. All-rounder, one might say, as well, with the amount of uh, different sports. All-rounder, yeah. That's what my... Last pick I've heard have been called, as other people have said, last pick. But anyway, you know. Well, as my dad always said, I would have made AFL if I didn't sit on the bench so much. So, <laughs> Yeah, so don't, have, don't stop that one. I'm looking forward to what sport you've done when we get into season five. Come <laughs> <laughs> so, so. on, games are coming up soon as well, mate. So let's keep one eye on it. That's all I'm are. saying. They certainly are. Let's keep one eye on it. Um, um, but so, that, 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 that kind of sums up the season. Yeah, it's been right a good there. one. Um, yeah, really good. I mean... As we, we probably say this every year, but like we've we've learnt so much from the people we've had on, which is awesome. Yeah, and we and big shout out and big thanks to all the listeners, yep. the you know the ones that have stuck with us, um, and the, the new ones that have come on board and hopefully stay on board, um, as well. So, um, we yeah we head now towards the the next season and uh, and what we will plan on that one. So we're sitting in our little kind of recording booth here, our office, yep. and and we have our you know, list of things that we're looking to do. And uh, so, yeah, you know. We had a very good friend of yours come on the podcast, uh, Joe Kwan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Joe, yeah, great, great guy. And and we've both seen him before I knew him. We've both seen him, like, do lots of media stuff and, and have followed his walk around. So, um, so Joe is the um, founder and CEO of uh, Confit Pathways and Convict Fitness. Um, and, you know, Joe's not getting into too much, you know, obviously comes from an incarcerated, you know, background and, and so forth. But um, great guy, amazing story um, and doing amazing work. So that was great to sit down with him and uh, can't wait to share that with everyone um, as well. Yeah. And we're also looking to get back into the prisons uh, and record some more episodes in there. Uh, but also with some other organisations that are doing amazing work uh, on the outside around the justice system. That's right. We just want to shine a light, don't we? Mm. Some of the positive stuff been doing. But we, I think the one thing that we've taken from the last couple of seasons and so forth is, is just to continue that path of education yeah. um, and providing platforms for people to kind of share the work that they're doing. And, and, uh, and I think by doing that, we can, uh, yeah, we can, we can help people understand a little bit more why you know, um, it's important to yeah. support young people that um, are, you know, in the justice system, whether in incarceration or on orders in the community and how we can help them to, you know, become positive members of society as well. Absolutely. So. And I think, um, you know, and as well, please contact us if, if you've got any ideas of, of who you want to hear from and, and what kind of part of the sector that you got questions about. Uh, and you can contact us through our Instagram page, LinkedIn, 
uh, or email at the in the show notes as well. That would be great. And we're also, um, I don't know if you know this, but we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be doing these ads anymore. Mark's sending me everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> these ads have to stop. So, uh, so yeah, if you, if you would like to, you know, get behind a little bit what we're doing, maybe sponsor episodes or, or, or become on as a sponsor for, for the podcast as well. That would be amazing. Like we've got, you know, big plans that we'd like to do and and uh, and we hope that, you know, we can get some some support in the next, you know, season or two um, that can help us achieve that. So, yep. yeah. Uh, so I think that's it from us here, signing off for the season, but uh, there's definitely a lot in our back catalogue now that you can go back and listen to if you haven't already. Uh, but no, thank you, Mick, for for another great season. And you, Mark. Thanks as always for uh, for everything you're doing. And uh, yeah, look forward to getting going and getting recording for the next one. Awesome. Take care, everyone. See ya. If anything in today's episode has raised any issues for you or someone you know, head over to our website for a full list of services that may help at ymcarebuild.org.au under the podcast tab. This podcast was produced by Mick Cronin and Mark Wilson. Editing done by Mark Wilson.